Space robots are ready to get down on some of those hot wings you've got there. Welcome to Space Robots Episode 2. A comedy podcast for the criminally obese. In offices and schoolrooms too, robots have learned to turn on the lights. Don't look now, but this motor car is simply full of robots. Hi there, and welcome again to another episode of Space Robots. I'm Ben Hall, Transdimensional Roomba. I'm Nathan Hall, Koalatron. And I'm Andrew Teague, Rocky Balbobot. We are three southern gentlemen of note. Uh, two brothers and a redhead. And we are just thrilled to be, we're thrilled to be up in your ears today. Thrilled. Um, All up in them. And I just, I just want to get right into it. The first thing I want to talk about is uh, there's a little controversy. We're already stirring up controversy. We're, we're rocking the boat. We're stirring, stirring the pot, or something. Like, uh, That's why we got into rock- this podcast game. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're stirring the boat. We're rocking the pot. <laughs> um, so I said something on the first episode, which was a little bit regrettable. I used the term Chinaman. Mm. Which is kind of an antiquated term, and I think it's offensive to a lot of people. Uh, the it's it's not it's one of those things that's like not innately offensive because it's just the name of the country and the word man. But the what what white people have done over the years is to take a lot of otherwise innocuous words and then just like pump them so full of hate that just like the mention of a totally innocuous word it like elicits. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, offense and anxiety. Um, hey, that's a stereotype about white people, and I won't stand for it. Uh, <laughs> white, white people just need to, you know, suck it up. Deal with it. All but right. uh, We're not worried about so, offending them. So I use, that, I use that term, and I may have kind of, in a derogatory way, said some stuff about communist China. Uh, that I that I now wish I could take back, and the, partially because I think China is like the least communist communist country of all time. It's like hmm. it's pretty much the place where you can like pay workers some of the lowest wages, and like uh, pretty pretty free market uh, region over there for the most part. Um, but what happened was this. Even though we haven't published any of these episodes yet, because we're recording a few in advance, um, word got out, as it as it will do, um, as it what, always does. What with the internet uh, and ham radio, there's a lot of scuttlebutt out there. Yeah, there's oh, yeah, of course, there's scuttlebutt. Um, yeah, and <laughs> and it, as as it always does, word got back to Yao Ming and. Yao Ming is not just an international basketball celebrity and giant individual. And follower of podcast news, podcast-related yeah. I mean, news. he's plugged in. Yeah, he's, that's, that's, if he's known for, like, two things, three things, I would say it is he's known for basketball a little bit. That's probably first. Second, he's plugged into the podcasting world. And sure. third... He has his own winery, which is very exciting for him. It is. He contacted me 
we made friends. I, I may have mentioned before that we were going to be best friends with everybody on the internet. G- guess what? We're already best friends. <laughs> it's happening. With Yao Ming, international, famous, tall. He's, he's a tall. <laughs> he's a tall. Um, so he contacted me. He said he, he was disappointed with my comments. I completely understood. He really, he really talked me down from kind of a dangerous place in my life. We became best friends, and I'm so excited to announce that as of just a little while ago, I've been pulled in with him on his winery project. We are going to be selling insanely overpriced California wine to Chinese people, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Round of applause. <laughs> well done. Well done. We are already changing the world one overpriced bottle of California wine in China at a time. And that's, it's so great. I'm so excited about it. And there are other people that have been brought in on this. Drew Barrymore uh, has a line of Pinot Grige that she, Hmm. she is, we're rolling these all together. We're just going to do like a combo. You know, sometimes there'll be like a wine that's like a combo. A blend. uh, yeah, like a Sauvignon Blanc and a Pinot Gris, just mix that shit up. That's maybe you could just so do like you could just do like a six pack celebrity wine six pack. Ooh, uh, yeah, sampler, sampler, sure. mix, mix yeah. them up. Yeah, there you go. The sampler, um, a bundle, if you will. So yeah, just a flight. We got a mm. whole flight of uh, <laughs> celebrity wines. And Marilyn Manson is in too. Marilyn Manson has a brand of absinthe that's called Mansynth. Ooh. And <laughs> bonus bottle. And he's in too. And we're just gonna be hanging out, I imagine, you know, at Yao Ming's Hollywood Fortress. And you know, just you know, not shitting on the little people, like literally, but <laughs> definitely like figuratively, really like uh just hating non celebrities, which is I think that's gonna be a lot of because we're my life. I was saying that we were be not, best friends we're with not everybody that anymore. Well, we were going to be best friends with the internet, but now, now we're fucking famous, you guys. We don't need those fucks. <laughs> we're, we're, we could just hang out with Yao Ming and Drew Barrymore. Yeah, and fuck, Drew everybody. And fuck everybody on the internet who's not famous. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like should've, that was. Should have started your own podcast, <laughs> chumps. I feel like that was implied in the first episode. Yeah, sure. Everyone on the internet who's famous. I mean, we didn't need to say that part. Yeah, yeah. If you're famous on the internet, um, I'm thinking of uh, Chocolate Rain, gentlemen. Yes. Um, I'm thinking of... He'll, he'll be there. That guy in the Tron costume. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Gangnam style fella. Yeah, Perez Hilton. All, all, these, <laughs> all these internet celebrities. Um, just, yeah. Give us a call. Uh, give us, uh, shoot us an email. Tweet, tweet right at me. Tw- uh, at, at tweetster.biz. But people should know if you do, you know, want to continue to be our best friend. It's obviously you have to be an internet celebrity, and it's really not that hard yeah. to do so. So yeah, just go just, out and do it. Just start Just some do bullshit it. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Go so, sing something stupid on YouTube. 
Mm -hmm. That's one way to go. You could. What's another good way? Um, you could maybe, injure yourself on YouTube also. Sure. Maybe you're a cat. Maybe you. Maybe you want really to, like cats. Maybe you want to play an instrument that you wouldn't think a cat would be able to play. Maybe, um, maybe you have a cat. Yeah. That's yeah. all you need, really. All these um, things and more. Do you know how to like stack cups in a really quickly and in like a pattern? Oh, That's yeah. a thing. Hmm. So all of these things, uh, call us if you're the cup stacking guy. You know, we're already sort of friends with Chocolate Rain, but feel free to just you know Chocolate Rain if you're listening, just shoot me a uh, shoot me a friendster, and <laughs> and we'll we'll get together. <laughs> We'll be celebrities and, and hit, fuck hit all the little on, people. Hit us up on MySpace or, uh, you know, our... our yeah. AOL. Our, our yeah. GeoCities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, shoot me shoot me something to my uh, Angel Fire page. or uh, my, my live journal. Yeah, just web crawler me. <laughs> Alta Vista, that shit. Um, so, yeah, let's... Uh, let's go ahead and start the show. Just just big thanks to Yao Ming, who has deemed me officially a friend of China and a celebrity winemaker. Let's just get right into it. Uh, to the stupid news! Stupid news! <laughs> stupid news. Our first stupid news story today is with Andrew. Andrew, tell us the stupid news. Well, this is definitely qualifies as stupid news. Xenophobic Come to the right news, place. maybe? I don't know. Apparently in Istanbul, that's in Turkey, for all you people who aren't necessarily familiar with the, the world. Um, <laughs> Istanbul, Turkey. Okay, we're here. It's uh, kind of close to Israel. Israel, they used to be friends. They're kind of friends. Anyway, enough backstory. Did they you used it. to be friends? I don't know. <laughs> Is that in the backstory of Turkey and Israel that they used to be? <laughs> they all started out as friends. Anyway, that whole area, they were all good friends. And <laughs> this, okay. they, were all, they were all in the Bible together. Well, we don't have the time to get into what happened. You can Google no. that shit. It's out there. No. It's on the like internet. An Ottoman Empire? Yeah. Oh, they loved that shit. They were all over the place. They loved Ottomans. Feet were always well rested. Yeah. Well, it's, the sand is really hot, so you have you to put your feet up. Got in that uh, war with the Dick Van Dyke Empire. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, <clears throat> the other day a bird kind of wanders into a uh, a neighborhood <laughs> there outside. I feel like of this <laughs> is the start of a stupid joke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, it might be. It's kind of kind of is. You know, this bird flew in, had a little metal ring on its foot. And the the people there... Promise ring. Yeah. Well, I mean, we know that now. 
The bird's but, saving himself. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, we know that now. But at the time, guys, the, uh, can we just interrupt here for a little PSA? Guys, don't rush into anything. <laughs> just, just take uh, it easy. Yeah, just just take things slow and let it let it happen. I mean, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Yeah. That feels like two different pieces of advice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take things slow. Let it happen. <laughs> I mean, do take things slow, but also, you know, yeah. let it happen. I mean, let's not, let's be realistic. You don't want to paint yourself into a corner. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. So this bird shows up in... Uh, bird shows up in a village there in Turkey, and the people Was it see, a turkey? Because that would be... It's it, it was in Turkey. It was not a turkey, unfortunately. That would just be too sweet. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But it had a little bracelet on its foot, and the people got a little paranoid about that and thought it might be a spy from Israel. <laughs> <laughs> so they so took it. That's, that's the first thing you think. Yeah. It's like, when yeah, I see a bird with like, a bracelet on, or a uh, promise hey, ring. Hey, no, I see a bird over there. Um, <laughs> we should trap it. There's a ring on its foot. Like, do you think maybe Israeli spy? <laughs> we should trap it and take it to the general. He'll love us. Yeah, the general. <laughs> you know. The general. Is I'm that a... who's in charge of Turkey? The general. <laughs> well, the, I mean, uh, the auto insurance the, uh... guy. <laughs> the cartoon yeah. that does auto insurance. Uh, yeah. The I mean, he's the figurehead, but really who's in charge is the that little cartoon penguin that you always see with him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't, yeah, I don't understand that, but. It was not a penguin, uh, either. But uh, so anyway, they took it. They they X-rayed it to make sure that it didn't have any bugs or microphones. Little tiny, well, it seems little, like it seems little like tiny it mics, have like lis- listening devices, some, not, some yeah. grubs and like uh, <laughs> yeah. insects inside of it. Yeah, probably. I mean, well, yeah. that was probably I'm looking at the I'm looking at the X-ray right now, and I don't see any bugs of that. We want to make sure that this bird has no bugs inside. Of it. Like, why would you? Yeah. So an X-ray is. Yeah, they X-rayed it. Negative. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. So, X- X-ray so, results weird. So you're saying the bird is not an Israeli spy? I am saying that. Shocking. So. Yeah, the most surprising thing to me about this story is that, yeah, is that that is, I don't, I don't know that much about Turkey. I know a, f- a few Turks, and I've seen Heydu Turkulu play a lot of basketball. Um, I've eaten a lot of turkey. Sure, I mean, yeah, uh, Pepperidge Farms is that a? That that's a, that's in Turkey, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's where that is. Um, but yeah, the first thing that you think when you're apparently when you're a Turk and you see a, a unusual bird, Israeli spy. Yeah, I mean that's really what I think when I see any bird, even it's here. Gotta make you gotta make you wonder what what uh what else they've accused of being a spy. Yes, you can't really. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, in their defense, birds are not you know the most trustworthy animals. They will steal your stuff. Yeah, they'll control the world banking banking they'll, system. They'll use their uh, their their rings to uh, I don't know I don't know what kind of spy device that was. It was it a decoder ring? I don't. Yeah, I don't know that it was a spy device. Maybe it was a promise ring. That is 
some very stupid news. And now I, I want to move on to our next stupid news story, which comes to us all the way from beautiful Beaufort, South Carolina. Uh, probably oh, the first Beaufort. stupid thing that's happened there, I'm guessing. A U.S. Naval hospital in South Carolina has allowed a Marine with post-traumatic stress disorder to escape. Now, I'm going to stop right there. (laughs) That's a bad way to start a news story because it's a little misleading and it kind of leads you to believe that all Marines with PTSD who are in the hospital are not allowed to leave. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It makes it sound more like an asylum. Yeah. But he was allowed to escape, uh, get naked, and steal a city fire engine, with which he seriously injured another driver who is suing him. Uh, The plaintiff claims that Calvin Hunt, the former Marine Corporal who caused the accident, was drummed out of the service in April 2011 after a court-martial in which he was found guilty of assault, communicating a threat, resisting arrest, and other charges. Can't. Can't he just, you know, he can plead PTSD, though, right? (laughs) Yeah, PTSD, y'all. Sorry. (laughs) Oops. Um, But, no, this is somebody with clearly a a few problems uh, in his life, and he, his grandmother apparently called the Beaufort County Veterans Affairs Officer, Edward Ray, to report that her grandson was acting erratically and making threats, Officer Ray then arranged to meet with the grandmother and Calvin Hunt to evaluate his condition and whether he needed to be hospitalized. During the interview, Calvin disclosed to Officer Ray that he wanted to hurt himself and others. I assume that's not exactly what he said. <laughs> I think it Usually, probably was. They don't just that's like the, sit down. That's just the cop talk version of what he said. Um, <laughs> I'm officer, going to I'd hurt really like to hurt myself and others. And others. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he just said he was going to hurt himself, and the officer sort of was like, others? He's like, yeah. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> um, so uh, he was taken to the hospital, but it wasn't, instead of being taken to like a uh, mental health facility where he could be kind of uh, kept helped. Uh, helped. under an Somewhere. escort and, you know, helped, he was just taken to the emergency room. Nobody told anybody that they were supposed to kind of keep an eye on this guy who wanted to hurt himself and others. <laughs> and they just allowed him to leave the facility unescorted. This guy's As- a master of escaping <laughs> hospital. <laughs> he's a master of just having nobody notice that he's a guy who <laughs> needs to be uh, kind of taken... Uh, who you know, forgot to, to kind of look after him? Who forgot to strap that guy down? <laughs> but uh, so about the same time that he escaped from the facility, the town of Port Royal Fire Department was responding to a non-fire emergency at the at an apartment complex located uh, cat, near uh, Cat in a Tree. It's a cat USNH. in a Tree. Yeah, classic. Uh, <laughs> Something like that. One of your classic uh, small town fire, non fire, firefighter duties. They had the big thing out there, and they were all holding it, waiting for the cat to fall so they could catch it. You know, the big net thing. The, yeah, the fat, that's, the fat that's sack. most of what. I don't know if we have any uh, firefighters who listen to the show, but I that is, I'm, I believe the majority of what firefighters do is hold 
the comically out of they date. don't they don't still have a trampoline <laughs> under <laughs> cats and wait for them to jump out of trees as the old trope goes or occasionally um, uh, people on ledges they, that's when they call in Yao Ming to talk him down yeah. And Yao just Ming to reach up there and grab them. Just a classic negotiator. <laughs> classic just, negotiator and a follow-up fails. He's tall catch you. to retrieve the person. Um, so, at this time, they were responding to a non-fire emergency, at which point they left a fire truck running and unattended. Now, this is... I'm going to place this partially on the town of Port Royal Fire Department here. Probably not what you want to do is just... You've got a non-fire emergency. Hey, let's... Do we need to turn the fire engine off? <laughs> or, like, lock the door or anything? No, just leave it there. <laughs> it's, it's running, but I'm sure nobody will steal it. So at that point, a naked or partially naked Calvin Hunt jumped into the unoccupied fire truck and drove it onto the well-traveled four-lane highway known as Ribalt Road from the apartment complex parking lot. Almost immediately, the plaintiff claims Calvin Hunt operating the stolen fire truck suddenly and without warning struck plaintiff Jonas Armstrong's vehicle with the fire truck with he such didn't force. Even, he didn't honk the big. <laughs> he didn't pull the string. <laughs> pull the, pull I the mean, cord. he could have. <laughs> but he. Uh, First thing I would do is put the siren on, obviously. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I would pull the little horn <laughs> immediately. Mean, yeah. Clearly, he wasn't in his right mind. Right. <laughs> he, was not, he was not enjoying this experience. Yeah, if I'm naked else in a fire truck... totally normal. <laughs> but I'm naked in a fire truck. I'm putting, the, uh, I'm putting the siren on. I'm honking the horn. I'm flashing the lights. I'm putting the little hat Absolutely. on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you gotta have the hat. But he was... I mean, maybe that's what they mean by he might be partially naked. He might just be wearing a fire hat. Um... <laughs> Maybe one but, sock. Uh, almost immediately, I'm that's what happened. operating the stolen fire truck, uh, suddenly and without warning, he struck Armstrong's vehicle. Armstrong claims uh, with such force that it destroyed the truck and injured the plaintiff. He destroyed the fire truck. What kind of car did he hit? <laughs> I, it doesn't say, but that's that. You know, it went from crazy right at that moment to me to just being impressive. Like I don't know <laughs> how quickly I could destroy a fire truck, but I don't think I could do it as fast as this guy. And I mean, to be fair, he's a veteran. He is trained for efficiency, um, and he has been uh, drummed out of the service. But also, you know, he's a soldier. He knows he knows his shit. Needs uh, when he sets out to destroy a fire truck naked. <laughs> <laughs> he's right on top of it. He gets um, the he gets the job done. Well, I mean, a, are we sure he's set out to destroy the fire truck? Um, hmm. to destroy I mean, it. Can, can you ever be sure of anything? It. I mean, yeah. let's just. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nathan likes to take the total relativistic approach of like, what is truth really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. The only place that fire truck exists is in our perception, man. Oh, dude, you just blew my fucking mind. I think you just gave Ben and Mindy. Uh, I, but as yeah, one does. So, it's, so that's just that's just another classic piece of uh, stupid news. 
And at this point, uh, we're going to take our first break, and we'll be right back with more Space Robots. Space Robots, Space Robots, yeah! Hey, welcome back. From time to time, we like to check in uh, with the good people around the world who have seen something they just can't explain. Hey, if you see um, something, say something, you know? Yeah, exactly. The truth is out there. Mulder, Scully, these are all words associated with aliens. So we do this by visiting an amazing site called UFO Stalker. This is just like that fucking Will Smith movie. If you want to go on ufostalker.com and send us uh, some of the great material that you find there to, you know, teach us more about the unknown and just what's really going on behind all the bullshit, then uh, just give us a call. Our number is 425-606-5530. 425-606-5530 or you can email us at spacerobotspodcast all one word at gmail.com or you can just visit our website spacerobotspodcast.com so Nathan I believe the sighting that you have comes from the great state of Mississippi and the that beautiful is town of Hattiesburg hmm. that is correct Hattiesburg Mississippi nice there you USA and it comes from a nice lady who apparently has some children and I'm just going to read it to you. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to dramatize it a little bit, you know, for oh, sure. for for your listening pleasure. Uh, yeah, create create a, just an imaginary setting. <laughs> really set the scene. If you're if you're at home just just close your eyes, you know. Yeah. Uh, if you're driving, just close your eyes. And <laughs> Uh, just, yeah. All just right. relax and let it happen. <laughs> just, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. My teenager, 13, had opened the front door for us to receive some fresh air. <laughs> they were on their way to bed for school the next day. We were looking out at the, the water tower on the hospital grounds. Why... <laughs> <laughs> this is all crucial information. <laughs> it's very important. She suddenly yelled, Mama, what is that? What is that? I asked her where because my eyes were focused on the water tower and Walmart approximately 100 feet away. Is she just staring out the open door at the Walmart and just like, hey. She's, she's taking in the scenery. It's alluring. She's, she's taking it in. Look at that Walmart. It's so majestic. <laughs> So her daughter said, it looks like smoke coming towards us. <laughs> At that very moment, my eyes picked up on the thing she referred to. Nothing in my database <laughs> could explain what this was. I like Even- that, if I could just pause here again, I like that she's tech savvy. 
Yeah. <laughs> she's got her she's got her <laughs> database right she's there. She's, she's checking got her database it. out and she's checking yeah. through it. She's checking through the database. She's, she's referencing. <laughs> Do you know anything about smoke flying right towards us? <laughs> so, no. even though uh, it's dark, we live in a well-lit area. That's nice. <laughs> that is near, nice. near the Walmart. Well lit. The Walmart's are usually well lit. The first thing I thought was birds flying in formation. <laughs> flying in birds. formation. Uh, usually, when there's stuff flying in the sky. Yeah, first birds. thing I thought For, was you don't Israeli, go, Israeli spy. <laughs> you don't go straight to planes. They might be spying. It wasn't Superman, so there's only one until more I, thing. Then she says, "Until I I grabbed my binoculars and had a closer look." She had some, right on top of the database. <laughs> she had some binoculars sitting close by. Just in case you need to see the Walmart or the water tower a little bit closer. Uh, <laughs> each item I thought was a bird was oval shaped, almost like an egg. <laughs> she also could, also could have used egg shaped there. Uh, <laughs> by, by this time, I panicked. I grabbed her, her inside by the, t- by the shirt. And locked the screen. <laughs> this is probably my favorite part of the story. <laughs> she but locked she, the screen. She thinks that aliens might be coming, and her first reaction is, <laughs> quick, get inside. Lock the screen. <laughs> you gotta lock the screen. Well, that's the only door they have, okay? Don't just... That's, that's how the it is. The whole house is just a screen. Yeah. That's how or it maybe is because in it was... Hattie's, Hattiesburg Fields, oh, okay. or wherever. Well, I'll come <laughs> back to that in a second. So... These things slowed down and changed into several shapes. One no, model. Need to be more specific. <laughs> well, she gets more specific. She says, one modeling a mosquito. <laughs> yeah, but that is where I come back and I say, oh, now I get why she wanted to lock the screen. <laughs> yes, yes. <Yeah. laughs> it was a mosquito. <laughs> or at least an, an, a mosquito shaped alien, uh, <laughs> mosquito shaped egg. <laughs> the others I couldn't quite identify because I was in awe. <laughs> if the Walmart didn't do it, the, these aliens, these mosquito aliens will. <laughs> At first, they were in a V formation, as if they were birds flying, like I said earlier. <laughs> of course. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> they. There were no sound at all. <laughs> and they floated from east to west real slow like <laughs> to, to allow us to view the many shapes they were making. I just, <laughs> the only thing to me so far that casts doubt on this story is that I have a hard time believing that even the biggest redneck in the world would write down real slow like. <laughs> would write that down. Uh, they was coming real slow. She's, she's trying to set the scene. She's trying to, you know, she's trying well, to make it a, make it a good story. Storyteller. She's spinning yes. the yarn. All right, where was I in this yarn? <laughs> they were coming real slow, like yeah, they, were real slow they were going from east to west, real slow, like to allow us to view the many shapes they were making. They were see through, 
as they floated in our face, huh. 20 feet approximately. That's, is that really in your face? <laughs> <laughs> and through these things, the sky was visible. Hmm. As, <laughs> well, they are see-through. I assume she means, yeah, that she was seeing through them. And not <laughs> just that the sky was still visible, despite the fact that these things were around. Uh, I'm really not sure anymore. As soon as it floated to the end of my house where the steps were, they disappeared. We all ran outside afterwards, of course, to see where they had gone. <laughs> Not in the midst of, but I obviously like, afterwards. Yeah, yeah like, he's, that was pretty bold. Like, I wouldn't stay behind that fucking screen, but they yeah. just... You don't get an alien <laughs> skeeter bite. I would have been building a door during, during all this. Anyway... <laughs> I wanted to get a picture with my camera. <laughs> it was me, 35, my daughter, 13, son, 11, and son, 4. <laughs> it took me almost half an hour to calm down my 4-year-old. This happened in the span of 6 minutes for all of us to see. <laughs> <laughs> It wanted to be seen. Well, they wanted to put on a show, and they did. <laughs> if they were birds, as they passed by, as they passed the trees, they would be visible to us for a few more hundred feet. But they probably wouldn't just... be see-through either. <laughs> they were birds, or look like mosquitoes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> To disappear in the blink of an eye after a photo show was extraordinary. (laughs) What about that is a photo show? And just to be clear, these were not birds, I admit. (laughs) Oh, man. I am a teacher with a high IQ. And have no reason to lie about anything. As a matter of fact, I did not believe in anomalies. (laughs) But now, I want to know what the world... What the world did I see? What the world? I am a believer in the unknown now. Wow. I mean, that's so much for her story. Believe that there are unknown things. Very well told. I mean, she has a high IQ. Yeah, she has a high IQ, and I feel like she didn't even need to lie about anything. I feel like she didn't even need to mention the IQ. I mean, I thought that was just obviously this woman is very smart. This 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 person is in Mensa. She's she's obviously she's a she's a teacher, so. Well, well, the education system there, I... And she's a, she's a mom, and isn't that really the hardest job? So. If I am not mistaken, I believe that Mississippi has the number one ranked educational system in the country. In the world. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's what I've... I mean, for all we know... I, I don't think you're mistaken. It's either first or last, and I can't remember... Well, for all we know... <laughs> definitely. For all we know, it could be first definitely in the universe. Because the there's um, clearly aliens. But yeah, this is this is shocking. You know, there's first of all, it's complicated because I can't tell whether there's one or more of these things because she keeps calling it it and then saying they. 
She has no idea what number of things there was. Yeah, she, she gets her... Probably uh, not an English she, teacher. She gets that confused quite a bit. Uh, I, I would like uh, to see what's what's in the, the rest of that, that database, though. Yeah, check the database. <laughs> double check. I'm sure there's something about the shit in the database. Yeah, double double check to see if it, if it, what you were seeing was plural or not. Just, yeah, did, like did you search under photo show? It's probably, it's probably it probably under was. Photo show. It's under it's under under P for photo show. Mm. Maybe it's under F for photo show. <laughs> That's the problem. Well, don't um, don't forget the hyphen. Maybe it's maybe our database is just a Rolodex. I'm just seeing a Rolodex. But yeah, so the next question I think that springs to mind is what were the visitors trying to tell us? They well, they obviously they, they wanted, wanted to, to put on the show. They yeah, they put on yes, the show. They wanted to be seen. <laughs> they but they were also transparent, which makes that kind of difficult. They were yeah, transparent not birds. They're screen averse. I think we're we're we can uh Maybe these we are. We can all agree that they don't like screens. <laughs> um, but they they just wanted. I feel like they just wanted to show the people at the Walmart a good time. Hey. <laughs> like down at the. You know the water tower by the hospital? <laughs> they just wanted to go down there. Get. You know, give the, the Hattiesburgians. If you're, if you're on Earth. The Hattiesburgers? You know, if it's your first trip to Earth. Uh, that's a nice area. <laughs> You're gonna want to so. hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, for all you aliens, the Walmart for all you mosquito aliens out there. I think I we mean, can people... safely say that this woman probably has some personal space issues, as she refers to <laughs> twenty feet away yeah. as right Being in her up. face. Yeah, every time somebody gets within 20 feet of her, out of my face. <laughs> I feel like 20 feet is a pretty respectable distance. <laughs> so most tape measures don't even go that far. So, like that's how far away that that is. That is a good distance. And if you're talking, yeah. If you're talking mosquito aliens, yeah. egg egg-shaped mosquito aliens, egg-shaped, completely transparent mosquito aliens. Hey, maybe these uh, were maybe these were birds. But they were spy birds with special cloaking devices oh, on their way to Turkey. Hey, yeah, I hadn't, hadn't thought of that. Hattiesburg is on the migration route. <laughs> yeah, they, first of all, this is classic. You know, I don't know whether Hattiesburg is near any military facilities, but I'm gonna say that it is. It probably um, it probably just is a military facility, if I had to guess. Mm. Sure, probably. Um, and why else would there be spy birds there? <clears throat> and this is this sounds to me like maybe some kind of military technology that's just designed for like putting on a show at the Walmart or scaring four-year-olds. Uh, this is, the scenario couldn't be true though because these were not birds. She admitted it. She freely admits that. <laughs> And that's a hard not, admission. Not to make. was all in caps, so case closed. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so on that note, uh, let's take let's take a little break. Uh, we'll be right back with more space robots.
Oh, hey, we're back. Um, so our next segment uh, is a little segment that I like to call Best Guest Reviews. Best Guest Reviews. Best Guest Reviews is a time uh, when people come together to talk about movies they haven't seen, maybe books they haven't read, things that they don't intend on experiencing, but just try to guess uh, what what goes on in them and give you a recommendation at home so that you know uh, kind of whether or not to go see this stuff that we haven't seen. Um, and it's, it's a public service that we provide. It's certainly part of uh, my work as a Tennessee Goodwill Ambassador, even though I have not yet been declared one. And it's, yeah, it's great. It's great for everybody. Uh, it teaches kids um, about bullshitting. Um, it's really great. So today's Best Guest Review is uh, about a great movie that I have not seen called Good Day to Die Hard. Mm. Ah. Um, and this Ooh. is a Bruce Willis vehicle um, that is based on the previous Die Hard movies. Uh, the movie Die Hard. Classic, Christ <laughs> classic Christmas movie Die Hard. Um, <laughs> die Harder... Die Furiouser, I believe, is one of them. Um, <laughs> there is uh, Die Hard, Pig in the City. All the Die Hards. Um, and this Good Day to Die Hard is an excellent film. I'm giving it a thumbs up. Recommended based on the following. Okay, this is Bruce Willis um, with another nondescript attractive actor guy. I don't know if it's if it's a Gosling or a LaBeouf or a Farrell. Sure, one of those. It, it it could be any of those, and I don't. It doesn't matter. It could be somebody who just looks like one of those guys. It could be a computer composite of those three guys, just like projected Ghosts of Tupac style in a hologram. That would work. All of those things I think are going on in this movie, and and it's groundbreaking for that reason big budget um, on this one mm -hmm. absolutely they will stop at nothing to entertain you at whatever studio makes this movie and this is a movie where it's also groundbreaking for the following reason it's because there is virtually no dialogue in it i have seen the preview hmm. and this is what i'm basing this on a good day to die hard is a movie in which what happens is that at the end of the opening credits, there is an explosion, and Bruce Willis and nondescript attractive guy jump away from that explosion as it's happening, and then for the next 90 minutes, they just, whatever they land on, there's a, that explodes, and they jump away from that. Um... <laughs> So this is like a landmines type scenario. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Every, everything they touch explodes. <laughs> yeah. And in that sense, it is really, it's going to pull in not only the action movie crowd, but the art house crowd, because it is really just a piece of performance art that is calling into question 
what we consider to be entertainment and or watchable. Sure. Um, so this is going to be a great movie for the art housers, the uh, action action types. It's going to be for the kids. The kids are going to love it. It's going to, you know, if if they liked Wally, they'll probably yeah. Why not? They like the. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's all it's going to be. There is going to be a part where in a previous Die Hard movie, I noticed in the trailer, again, I didn't see that movie either, I noticed in a trailer that there's a part where they run a car into a helicopter and it, that explodes. Mm. Um, classic. Classic. Classic Bruce in Willis. In this one, it's going to be they ride a like a 50cc scooter into a car... <laughs> And that doesn't explode right away, but then the car crashes into a helicopter. But then the helicopter, Richard Branson's spacecraft, just happens to be kind of passing by. And this is where you get a great opportunity for a Branson cameo. He's just flying by, and the whole bundle of vehicles that had already each crashed one into the next crashes into that, and they all explode but it's fine because they jump away and they're fine. Branson's Branson's fit, footing the bill for this one because you know that that's why he has several cameos, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I would I would assume. Yeah, he's prominently featured. He does not say much because, as I said, there are there's virtually no dialogue, but they will there will be some dialogue because you can't have a great movie without action one-liners like R- richard and branson's gonna come in with the yippee car yeah yay <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's paid for the rights so he could just say like the main phrase of that movie it's right so, when when bruce willis is opening his mouth to say it yeah and then he richard steals his moment comes in yeah. and he slaps it. him across the face and puts like a union jack bumper sticker on his forehead and says england bitch <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, so there, but there is going to be some dialogue, a little bit of dialogue. It's going to be all one-liners. So, for example, there is a scene where there's a huge clock, and somebody knocks the clock down. Does it explode? Off, off of this tower. Well, it doesn't explode right away. And here's the thing: uh-huh. is that it chops a guy's hands off, oh. <laughs> um, and then it kind of rolls down the street and explodes. And they jump away from that, but after that, they kind of pop back up, and Bruce Willis says, you're out of touch, I'm out of time. And then, (laughs) in a classic Hall & Oates reference, and then he just shoots the guy in the face. Here, let me give you a hand. That's one of the six lines in the movie. Hmm. You gotta have some talking. They went with the Hall & Oates reference. (laughs) I mean, well, that's the thing, too, is, like, all the music is Hollow Notes. I don't know if Richard Branson owns Hall or Oats, but... <laughs> I imagine he probably... He's probably collected both. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he got to get the set. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so that's that's mainly what this movie is about. I might give it, like, four out of five stars. Very good. Very good. Very good. So get out. Uh, see that it's it's the go summer see it, guys. Kids. Go see you it. Gotta go see the big summer movies, and this is gonna be an amazing one uh, that you shouldn't miss. And on that note, we'll be right back uh, with some more space robots. Mm-hmm. 
so that's it for this week on Space Robots. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed the show, please log into iTunes, click on the subscribe button, give us a good review. It really helps our ranking in iTunes. And uh, thanks again for listening. If you have a UFO stalker entry you want to you wanna leave us, or if you want to tell us about people playing against stereotype or about uh, your weirdo friends, just uh, call us at 425-606-5530 or email us at spacerobotspodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at spacerobotspodcast.com or the uh, Twitter feed at, at spacerobotcast. At Space Robot Cast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Space Robots. Now, what we saw there could happen to any of us. Fortunately, it is the responsibility of the electronic eye to prevent such disaster.